Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Okay, hello and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I'm Courtney Reidalch, your host for today's episode. Now, it's impossible to understand why Leslie Mascaro hasn't been introduced on every podcast in the industry by now. So here we go, finally giving her the recognition she deserves. Um, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves to meet the powerhouse broker that is Leslie Mascaro, boasting a staggering two decades of hands-on experience in the real estate industry. She has not just settled with being an outstanding agent, but has worn multiple hats, even stamping her expertise in the investor's landscape. With a personality that's as vibrant as her career, Leslie is the embodiment of success and dedication. So hold tight as we unravel her journey, which is nothing short of impressive in the real estate world. Leslie, welcome to the Nova Show. Thanks, Courtney. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so let's get started and dive in. Uh, Leslie, why don't you tell us about yourself? Where are you from? Where did you grow up? So I am originally from California. We moved here in, well, when I was five or six. So I've lived here most of my life. Oh, great. Which is what, maybe like 25 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love so that. I've lived here we'll for a long it. time. Yes, yes, yes. So I consider myself from Utah. I know mm -hmm. my way around here. So, yeah. I love that. And what's your favorite part about living in Utah? You know, I love the mountains. Okay. That they're beautiful when you go other places. I love to travel, but when you go other places, it's like, oh, I miss the mountains. Yeah. And the people here are really great. So, yes. It's been a good place to be, to raise my kids, to. Absolutely. My family. So, yeah. Okay. And then what were you doing before real estate? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Seriously. So um, before real estate, so we've always owned businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I've owned a tanning salon, mobile oil and lube service. I did nails. I worked for Morgan Stanley in their money market department. I've so done, you really have been everywhere and yes, done everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So it was, Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So then when and why did you get into real estate? Oh, this is a good one. So in, well, my first job was fast food. Okay. And I had the best manager. And at the time she was getting into real estate mm -hmm. and the book literally was probably less than an inch thick for real estate school. <laughs> so we wish. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, she had come to me and asked me, to get into real estate with her. And at the time I was young and not very mature. And my answer to her was, no, I, I don't want to right now. I don't want to wear the yellow jacket that you think of when <laughs> Century 21. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. And drive a big old Cadillac. That's just not me, but I will do it. <laughs> okay. Not right now. So I told her I would do it. So I eventually, I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of weird because I got into it initially, like we were flipping homes. We started with our own house in 93. Mm -hmm. And I uh, 
we were paying another agent and she was great, but she was going to retire. And so it was just like, well, you know, I got to keep up my end of the bargain. I said I would do it. So I did it and mainly because I said I would not all the, all the people in the class were like, I want to see fancy houses or, or I want to help people. <laughs> and it wasn't like initially like that for me. I was just like, I said I would, so I need to, but when You're I, like, I there, just keep my promises, exactly. <laughs> I have to be careful what I promise. But, um, when I got there, I went through the course. It was it was a lot quicker than it is now, and I was able to just get it done. I, I think I only spent a month or two on it and passed and got out there. And I found once I was out there, I loved helping people. Oh, I wasn't seeing these fancy houses that everyone was talking about. <laughs> I was like, "What? Where's these fancy houses? Like, I want to see the pretty houses." But I enjoyed helping the people. I found that I liked that, and then it also helped us when we were flipping houses. Mm-hmm. So. So the interaction was a big part of your motivation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to actually rewind you even further from that. Okay. So how did you get into flipping your first home? Um, that was just by chance. So um, we bought a house. It was a for sale by owner. And it was one of those underground houses that they used to have. And they built on top of it. So we were able to rent the basement and oh. have it cash flow while okay. we lived upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then we just, while we were there, we fixed it up. We did a lot of upgrades and everything like that. And then exactly two years to the day, we sold it for profit. Oh. And I was like, hey, that was kind of fun. Let's Good for you. We lived there. So, you know, we were able to avoid taxes, the mm-hmm. companies and that because we lived in it. So we were just like, oh, let's keep doing that. So okay. that's how we got started. So, and had you originally purchased it with the intent of flipping it or it just so happened that that house was flippable? Yes. Yes. So we we bought it with the intent to live there Okay, and just enjoy the house. But then while we were fixing up, we were watching like the market and everything. And we're like, hey, could we sell it and make mm-hmm. a profit? And so we did. So our intent was not to flip it. At the time, we owned a, a mobile oil and lube service, mm-hmm. and that's what we were doing. And so that was definitely not our intent. I love that you were accidentally successful in your first flip. There's probably so many people that are like, what, right now? But <laughs> that's amazing, though. That's right. awesome. Yep. So tell me then what what went next in your journey. So you know, getting back to where you were in your story, you had then just by obligation gotten your real estate license. And then what was next for you? So yeah, it helped us with flipping the homes. But I also, I started with a company and I partnered with an associate, one of the brokers. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from there, just started calling people and trying to help people buy and sell their homes. And that's kind of where it went. So I did that for, for many years. And then in about 2011, I went to work for, oh, I bought a tanning salon mm-hmm. in 2005. And I, you know, I kind of had to do both that and real estate. Yes. Um. So my focus wasn't, you know, it wasn't so much on real estate at the time. I had to get the salon up and running in that because I said I would. That's how I got a tanning salon. <laughs> You're the queen of promises. And I oh love that you God. keep them all. No. <laughs> I don't promise anything anymore unless I know. <laughs> I'm very careful. I'm like... I'm sure. My, my husband's like, are you the skydiving? I'm like, no, <laughs> not going to make that promise. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I did the tanning salon and um, did that for five years and did real estate kind of on the side, mm-hmm. not, not my main focus. And then I, we closed it down because I was done. I was like, eh, at, least, at least, you know, we're done. And so um, that was fun. Let's just like not do that anymore. And um, then I got in with a hard money lender. Okay. And with him... 
my job was, you know, I managed rentals. I He had two businesses here fixing and flipping homes. Okay. And so I was able to do that with him here. But also he had a program where he uh, would lend money in different states. And so mm-hmm. when he would lend money to these investors in different states, if they didn't if they didn't perform, we would have to go in and foreclose okay. on the loan. And when we would do that, we created kind of a valet system that we would send out to all the investors in that state, say like Virginia or Texas or wherever we were, Georgia, to see if we could get somebody to come in and buy the property and flip it themselves. Mm-hmm. And when that, if we couldn't find a, a buyer to go in and flip it, then I would take over and I would hire interview contractors on the ground in that state from here. Hire contractors to rehab it with the help of a local real estate agent in that area. Okay. And then we would flip it and sell it that way. So that so you got a lot of experience then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my, that's, I mean, I help buyers, sellers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, land, new first time buyers. Yes. 55 and older. I do all of that, but I think my background, my expertise is in the investment side of it. So, Which portion of it would you say is your passion in real estate? I, that's a hard one because I, I know because there's so many different aspects. Yeah, huh? I love it. So, um, that's a really hard question because I'm like, what is, like, I like it all. I love it all. I'm like passionate about all of it, but I, I think that the flipping for me is probably top, top of the list. Mm-hmm. Because you can take this house that maybe nobody loved and they just ripped apart and it's horrible and it's like nobody wants to live there. And then you can see it transform and it brings the values up in those neighborhoods and it's a beautiful home. And I love to see the change there. So that's kind of. And then you get to watch a new family fall in love with what was once a destroyed yeah, project. exactly. That's kind of, yeah. That's the fun part. I love that. Yeah. I love that journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So Good. Good. Um, so how significant of a role do you think the fact that you started your career with, you know, fix and flips, investment properties, um, you know, typically it's the other way around. Typically, you'll have a real estate agent who, you know, gets licensed, starts selling, and then sees the value in flipping and investing and things like that. But you you really were the opposite. How much of an impact do you think that has had on your current career? So, um, not really sure that that's had much of an impact for me. I that's- just kind of, I, I figured everybody, you know, that their journey and their course, it's probably, I figured it was pretty typical for a lot of agents. So I don't, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know that it's had. It's just been so one. personal to you. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's great. Okay. So what are you, what do you think are the top three things that have contributed to your growth and where you currently are? Um, Just top three would be the people I've surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, you want those that are doing what you want to do or doing better. Um, That, and I think just always wanting, just being curious, always wanting to better yourself or do more or see what you can do, not putting limits anywhere. Yes. Um, That, and then um, just, I enjoy it. Like, I just enjoy people and that, 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 that's a good 
I'd say those are the top three. <laughs> and that's so important. One of the very first things that I remember about you, the first time that I met you, is immediately once you start a conversation, you feel, while engaging with you, you feel warm and friendly. I mean, you're so open that I can only imagine what somebody's experience would be with you as a client because that connection is just formed so easily. You can tell that you love what you do. That is just radiant about you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. And you do surround yourself with some amazing people. I say know. that. Yeah, so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I do. I pride myself on doing it. My business is basically referral. Obviously, it didn't start that way. But, mm -hmm. but even the investors that have come to me have been by referral. Okay. So I've been very, very blessed, I guess you'd say, or or lucky, or mm -hmm. I don't know. But so, yeah, that's very important to me that I have repeat and referral business. Yes. So I do take pride in my work. And yes, relationships. I, <laughs> I, I think that having a referral-based business is something that you would take so much pride in because that's something that you built upon your reputation. Right. And that's right. something that cannot be um you know you can't fake that right so yes so your name speaks for itself for sure um so how do you prep for a successful week you're very busy you've, you've talked before about how many different hats you wear i know that your family is extremely important to you um you're a broker you've just opened a new location so as busy as you are how do you prepare prepare for a successful week? Oh, <laughs> that, that, you know, it's, it's tough because so I, my coaches and stuff, they're like, okay, you have to time block and you've got to do, you know, your, your ABCs and, and all of that. And, and as much as I try to do that, you know, in this industry, <laughs> does everything, nothing goes you, the straight line to from A to C, you're all over the place. So I really do try to do some time blocking in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the beginning of the week, I like to just sit down and kind of see what I have going this week. How do I want to like try to envision like what it's going to look like, what you've got going, what are your priorities? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I try and do. Usually I'll sit down Sunday night and just kind of go through it real fast. Mm -hmm. And then Monday morning, I spend a little time just, what does it look like? What do I want it to look like? Gotcha. And that's kind of how I try now. <laughs> So many things pop up, but it doesn't, you know, doesn't always work the way you plan, but you have to be flexible. So. Yes. And I understand that. And so that's kind of how I do that. Yes. Now, given the um, the desire for that flexibility, but also the demands of today's market, um, and especially knowing how referral-based you are, what types of conversations and approaches really are you having with your existing and potential clients about the state of the market? That is, that's a tricky one. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of it for some time, it was unprecedented. We've not had the market that we had and now we don't know what's going on. And and so I lean heavily on, I've got a couple lenders that I really love and I, I trust and they do a good job. And I lean heavily on them to be, to, to know like, Hey, what, are, what are they talking about? What are your, your industry? What are they? Thinking? Sure. What are they projecting? What are they? And then I also, because I do Buffini, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a referral program. He oh, does, great. he does a, a market outlook twice a year. So I listen to that. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing, you know, is kind of, 
what you've heard a lot of, I'm sure, is is they're telling buyers, you know, marry the house, date the rate, which is great. It's been used a lot. But the thing is, is, is I'm telling them now, and, and I know this might not be what everyone wants to hear or whatever, but I'm telling them, you know what, if you're going to buy a house now, just make sure you're comfortable with that payment mm-hmm. now because I don't know what the rates are actually going to do in the future. If they're going to, if you're going to be able to refinance that down. Sure. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, like, hey, make sure it works for you in the now. Yes. And in the future, great. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, let's do it. You know, I plan to, I would love to, but I don't know what's coming down that line. So right, that's kind of where we are. But I'm sure that people genuinely appreciate that honesty. I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, that, and that's the thing. One of the things with me, like, I'll, I'll tell people, if you want it sugar-coated and you want the song and dance, I am not your girl. <laughs> I love I, I will tell you what I'm thinking, what it is, and, and, and if you don't like it, that's okay. Yes, but I get that. And and I love that about you. Especially <laughs> your delivery is fantastic when it comes to that. But I think that right now, you know, people are they they don't want to be told what they think they want to hear. They want to know the truth. They want to know how to prepare for the most significant investment they are going to make in their lives. And so they need somebody who's going to be trustworthy to guide them through that process because even if it's not the 100% ideal situation for them to be in, that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be a, an enjoyable and successful process for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. So, okay. So how do you then stay on top of mind with your clients? Um, I could do better at this. <laughs> I know that. And for a long time, I didn't, I didn't do much. Mm-hmm. So in in the past, like, well, for the last probably ten years, maybe, I uh, I have made that a priority. So I will, um, I do send out monthly newsletters. I do client I events. Mm-hmm. I do client events. Um, an ice cream truck, an Easter egg hunt. Yes. Um, so we do those. We've done swim parties, those kind of things. And then I also, for their birthdays, I send them out birthday cards oh, and um, with a little $2 bill in there. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, you know. Oh, that's $2 cute. $2 bills are Leslie, that's cute. It's supposed to be good luck. So I send those and I send like uh, mailers and with little coupons. Like I had a cute one. I need to post it. She's so cute. She's like, thank you for the free bread. I'm like, oh. But I haven't posted it because I haven't had time. But I'm just like, I appreciate. And I just yeah. try to stay in contact. I'm not the best. Like I've had to. To, to get in touch with some and say, you know what, I apologize. I, I need to do better. I'm going to work on that to stay in touch. But I do try. <laughs> but I love that you can acknowledge that. Yes, and I know, and I, I want to. <laughs> you know, I, I was watching something the other day that said that um, uh, true winners are always concerned, no matter how much they work, about Oh, are, are they actually lazy? You know, they're, they're concerned about whether they're working harder. And so when you were just talking about that, you, that came to mind because you, uh, you are one of those people that really stands out in my mind when it comes to a true connection with people. And so I'm sure that when you say, I could do better at that, the people who know you love you. And so I'm sure that anybody would argue the fact that, you know, that that is a struggle for you. So so, so what do you think has been um, the biggest challenge in your career as a whole? And how did you overcome it? 
the biggest challenge in my career is staying motivated, I think. Sometimes, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen that meme, something about like motivation doesn't stick or something like, like yeah. the whole shower yes. does like you got a shower. I don't know what the meme is. Yes. But anyways, we've all seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Motivation. Cause sometimes, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough business. It yes. really is. Like I've had people, Oh, it's so easy. And it's like, no, no, no. We, we make it look easy. Like you don't want to know what goes on behind. You, you shouldn't know as my client. I don't want you to know. Nobody who's actually in the business would claim that it's easy. I <laughs> and I don't want them to like have to deal with all that stuff in the, in the, in the background. You oh, know? certainly. So, so it's, it's, sometimes it's tough, you know, in this industry, you have to be like rejection is a thing. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I will tell you, that was the hardest thing for me is rejection. Like, oh, what? They said no. Was it, uh, did you take it personally? Yes, of course. Yes. yes. I did. And I had to I learn. It's impossible not to in, in the beginning. Yeah. I, I didn't, I had never done this. Like this was never, I never thought I had done sales or anything like that. And so I did take that personally, but I did learn. And I and I actually was teaching a class. So um, one of the things I taught them is something I learned is my favorite four-letter word. And it's not what you think. It's just next. I love that. So if you can get through those first two or three phone calls and just think in your mind, next, don't let it, don't let it simmer. Don't take it personal. Just move on. Next. Who's next? Next, next. And I found for me that worked. I was like, okay, next. I can do this next. Or I go door knocking next. Like by door three, I'm like, this is cool. I got this. So Leslie, that is so valuable. That's for huge. Me it was. Yes. For me, it was a it was it was a good, yeah. And so in my class that I was teaching, I um that was one of my my uh tips, I guess you'd say. Well, that's a <laughs> massive takeaway for me just in this conversation where I can guarantee that's going to be something I'm writing down. I hope all of our listeners are as well. <laughs> so, right. So, yes. Yeah. Motivation. And it can be a lonely business. It really, I've talked to many people, some of my agents are like, it is kind of lonely. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you're social. You need to get out there, go to the classes, go to the events. Yes. In front of people. Go, go do something in the community. So th do you then recommend a hybrid of, you know, going into the office as mm -hmm. well as I know a lot of agents are independent and they're going to work on their own. Yeah. So you recommend then the hybrid just for the social aspect? For me mm -hmm. and similar, yes. I love like when when COVID came around and that, that was really tough. Everybody started working from home. You didn't see anybody. You didn't. Yes. That, that was, isolation was brutal. And then coming back has just been slow. Like a lot of people are still in that mindset, just work from home. But I think it's valuable because I, I find when you go into the office, you can talk to other agents that you can hear what's going on. You can get ideas. You can bounce things off of them. And it's just that that it's a synergy. It's kind of, I think it's good. Yes. And I think going to the classes and 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 getting your, your CE, or even if it's not a CE, if it's a class that's going to help you with your marketing, whatever it is, I think that is really important mm -hmm. and just being involved. So yeah, that's, um, anyways. yes, I, I think that it's so underestimated, um, you know, surrounding yourself with similar mindsets and, um, you know, just people that have the same types of goals that mm -hmm. you do. It's so underestimated because, that that can play such a significant role in your business and really just you as a human. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think you need the interaction. I do absolutely. Now, if you could talk to your brand new agent self, you're sitting in that room, you're taking that license test out of obligation. 
but you could give your new agent self one piece of information. What would, or I'm sorry, one piece of advice. What would that be? One piece of advice as a brand new agent? Yes. <laughs> That's a hard one for me. Um, I would probably, I don't know what I would, I would, so what comes to mind is probably not what I would, what it would actually say is just don't take no, don't take the first no as the final no, like no, you know what I mean? Don't take no for an answer. Like mm -hmm. be curious, be come from a questioning, a question base or curiosity in mm -hmm. everything you do. Like I learned that over time. I was like, okay, I need to come from more of an understanding and curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me a long time ago with my career and, and, and some of the choices I had made. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have like a profound no, no, that's, or a big. No, that's a profound <laughs> piece of advice right there. Because if you do respond to a no instead of, yeah, okay, you know, with curiosity, finding out why. why? Yeah, what's, exactly. What's, what's the, the why behind the no? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. No, that is profound, Leslie. Because <laughs> sometimes it is just no, but you yes. just, I, I want to know. Now I want to know, like, why? <laughs> yes. Can you elaborate? <laughs> so what does the future look like for you? Your your business, your career, your family? What does the future look like for Leslie right now? You know, so I've got a lot of things going right now. So I, I um, not only am I a broker, I still work my real estate. Mm -hmm. I've, I opened a, I don't know if I can say this, a TC yes, company. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then I also, so we just built a tiny house. And um, that was a lot of fun. It was it was definitely an adventure and a really crazy journey. Mm -hmm. We're finally done. And I've had some people come to me just recently and ask me to help them build <gasps> A tiny house. And oh, so that's I've exciting. Been, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, I've got all this going and that's a new addition and I want to see that up off the ground as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where we are. I mean, I don't see myself, I see myself working. Like I don't ever see myself not working. And my husband, sorry. And my husband is like, I want to retire. And I'm like, no, <laughs> never. We can't. We gotta, like, that we sounds can't. awful. He's so bored. What do I do? Yes. So I'm like, I don't, I just see myself just working and continuing to grow and um like the, my brokerage it's I've brought it all the agents I've brought on have been by referral mm -hmm. which I enjoy I love I've got really good agents we have a good vibe and I'm really happy with that and I want to continue to grow that so there's that um I don't know it's just kind of I don't have anything set I just as they come but you have so many new and fun projects in the works yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't see them. Hopefully I don't see them going anywhere. Like I don't see them stopping. I see them growing and getting bigger and better and just continuing with that. So I love and continuing with my real estate, which yes. is always my number yes. one. So. Of course. And you're such a fantastic mentor that in all of these different aspects, you know, in the team that you're building and, you know, your, your brokerage, um, you know, your new TC company. And even now that you're talking about, you know, tiny houses and everything, I, I imagine that in all of that, just learning from you has got to be an amazing experience. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I think that the masses that follow you would agree. <laughs> oh, I think some people are like, she is out of her mind. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> In all the best ways, though. <laughs> I love that. I know. I think my goal is 
in the past, I would I would just quickly it'd be like, no, I'm not open to anything. And so mm-hmm. more recently, I've been like, oh, don't say no, just say maybe or yes or let's think about it. Because yeah. my knee jerk reaction was no, I don't want to mm-hmm. try this, I don't want to do that. And so I've just kind of like, yeah, I'm not getting anywhere, just with no. <laughs> but you have so many awesome experiences in your life based on saying yes. yes I know. So. I do. I agree. I agree. And this your year, instincts have served you well. Yeah. And this even this ADU one, like she, she came out. It was kind of weird. She's it, how it happened. It was kind of weird. But she came out and she had been asking me for over a month. Will you please come help me build this ADU? Will you please? And I'm just like, oh, I can't. I can't. I don't want to. I just. I don't. I can't add more. And then I finally was like, ah, all right. So I. Went, what What was the breaking point? What What made you change your mind? Because in my mind, I just thought everyone can do this. Like everyone knows and has the contacts and knows how to go about it and knows and can do it. And so I was like, well, I'll just give you all my contacts. You do it. And when I did that, she's like, well, thanks, but I can't do that. And I thought, oh, I can do it. I can, I can help her. I can, I can do it. So I went and I met with her. I actually um, just recently met with her and we talked about her goals. We we kind of mapped it out. We have a few projects. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I could do this. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be as big and time-consuming as I thought. And I can see she really does need my help. Yes. And so I was like, well, wait a minute. I do have this experience. I do know how to do this. Why not? You're such an incredible leader, Leslie. You do. Listen, I mean, look at look at the experience that you've had. Every single time that you have embarked on a new journey that has been so fulfilling, it's been in leading people. So and and assisting them in achieving their goals and you know grabbing those dreams. So yeah, you've got a point. <laughs> I hope so. (laughs) So, Well, Leslie, where can people follow you? So I am, as far as social media, I'm on Facebook, Mm -hmm. uh, either under Leslie Mascaro or uh, Leslie Mascaro Real Estate. But I'm also on Instagram, the underscore Leslie Mascaro or the Leslie, the realtor Leslie. I don't even know. (laughs) And I'm on TikTok too, but I don't even know what my name is on there. So (laughs) do you record TikToks? Kind of like I love to do the little videos of the houses with the music, the fast videos. Yes. Am I on there? Do I spend enough time? No. <laughs> I mean, I was documenting the build because we built the the ADU, the tiny home, mm-hmm. and I was documenting that on there as well as because we rehabbed the old dairy barn. Yes. At the same time, and we're still. Leslie, you have on- to tell people the name of your dairy barn. <laughs> so a friend of mine, it was because it was an old, literally an old dairy barn, and a friend of mine, it was just funny. She just. Named it the Utter Bar, which is <laughs> kind of funny. I love but, it. I know. I'm like, that's fitting, the Utter. But but I kind of nicknamed it the, the Mullet Ranch because I'm like, business in the front, party in the back, because that's where the pool is. <laughs> so I'm like, it's the Mullet Ranch. I love it. I love this so much. <laughs> Kind of. Oh, you and have to laugh. You have to. You, you do, but too short to just take serious all the time. <laughs> oh, for sure. But for all of our listeners, jump on her Instagram and see the pictures of what she's done because it's been kind of amazing. So 
Thank you. Yes. It's been a project. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are going to go ahead and um, conclude today's episode. Leslie, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you to all of our listeners. I know Leslie just dropped some great information. So I hope you'll take those golden nuggets and implement them into your business. Thanks so much for having me, Courtney. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.